Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of The Great Unbecoming, y'all. I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, as a reminder, this is a two-part episode, and this is the second half of my conversation with Tim Lanko and Brandon Coble, two of my clients that have been with me for a little over a year. If you have not watched the first episode yet, I encourage you to do so. In the first episode, I talked to Brandon and uh, Tim about what their lives were like growing up, closeted and going to church, uh, the struggles that they faced, the symptoms of those of, of that shame that they were experiencing, and everything leading up to uh, really the first conversation that I had with either of them. I did meet both of them on Instagram, and I can meet you on Instagram too. All you got to do is DM me the word help. I'll ask you a couple of questions. I have a ton of free resources. I'll see what resources might be good for you, and we'll just go from there. Um, and in today's episode, we kind of pick up where we left off, right? So um, you're going to hear what their journeys were like through the program and what they're doing with their lives now. Now, originally, this was going to be a one-part episode, and it was going to kind of button down uh, Pride Month for um, for the for this you know the Pride series of the Great Unbecoming. And the perfectionist in me uh, <laughs> is 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 upset that that it's not perfect. This was supposed to be buttoned down at the end of June. But the reality is that pride goes on forever, right? Um, we celebrate pride to commemorate and honor the people that came before us. We also celebrate pride to to remind ourselves that we are worthy of love and belonging even in the midst of all of those people around us that that tell us that we that we don't belong. We stand up against the grain of society and say that we are worthy to be here and that we are worthy again of love and belonging. So while of course this goes against my perfectionist tendencies of having the second episode bleed into another month, I got to get over that. No one else cares except me. Literally no one else except me. Um <laughs> But again, I think it's a good symbol and reminder that that this work never ends. It's not confined to the month of June. It's our lives. Uh, so I hope you enjoy this episode, and I hope you are inspired by their stories as much as I am. I love you all, and enjoy part two. Hello, my friends. Eric Feltis here, life coach, speaker, actor, and host of The Great Unbecoming. This is a show about stories of unlearning. What did you let go of in order to become the person you are today? And what did you gain and learn as well? This is a show about letting go of stories that no longer serve us and stepping into our own authenticity. It's about unbecoming what society says you should be and remembering who you are and who you are meant to be. So sit back, relax, and welcome to The Great Unbecoming. Tim, we're at your crossroads uh, when that bubble was about to burst and that's when we met. And we met on Instagram and what was it like first talking to me and hearing about the program? What was that like for you? Yeah. Um, so when I, when I first started talking to you, um, my intention was not to enroll in any program at all. I was just interested in like hearing a bit about how you've been navigating life and this journey and everything. And, um, and as we like had, a couple of calls just to feel out like, okay, where each of us were at and what we were coming to, to these calls with. I was so impressed by the questions that you were asking and the reflection that you were able to elicit from me. Mm -hmm. And um, like, I'm always a sucker for emotional intelligence. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love, 
when someone is able to draw out really thoughtful questions and really think through, okay, what's grasping the nettle of this? What's actually underneath all of this? So I, I really and value I, that. And so I really I want to say, I want to say something. I know that about you. I'm going to respond as if I'm Tim. Tim, I'm putting you on the spot, but Tim, ask me a question. Pretend you're my life coach, Tim, and ask me a question. And I'm going to be Tim. Okay. Okay. So Eric... What was something today that you are so proud of that had happened? Mm. What was something that happened to me that I'm so proud of? <laughs> Tim repeats, the, well, I didn't do it just like Tim because he repeats it word <laughs> for word every time. And it's, <laughs> I love it because that's just a way of processing. And I know that it's like, he's it doing that. Because that's the thing about a coach, like this is Socratic questioning, right? Is like, this is what you learn when you become a coach or a therapist, is like, I'm not going to tell people what to think because why should they trust me over their voice in their head? They have to get there themselves. And Tim is such an exemplary client because he really takes the questions to heart and really digs deep. I just love that about you. Oh, thank you. It's also <laughs> just a bit of a teacher hack where it's like, they've asked you something you don't know. Ask the question back to them. Give you more time to think. <laughs> there, yeah. you get that one for free. <laughs> but you also showed Tim like that's what it was and of course I didn't know this at the time but that's why it was so helpful and that's why when that one person said look to the Bible aka look to yourself and look to your relationship with your God to find the answer that gave you the freedom to find those Brandon's nodding the freedom to find those responses so mm -hmm. in in hearing that for me it gave you the freedom to find the right responses as well as opposed to someone telling you what to believe mm -hmm. absolutely Brandon, what was your initial reaction? I mean, you were in a very dark place when we first met. Talking to me online, from that to the you know the, the couple of calls we had leading up to the program, what was that experience like for you? It was like the first time I felt seen as someone that is trying to uh, figure out how faith and uh being a part of the queer community can align and mm -hmm. it was something that i had kind of just gotten to the point of trying to rectify that's not the word what's the mm -hmm. word reconcile reconcile that's the one uh that i was trying to reconcile but it's not an easy thing to do alone mm -hmm. Yeah, we're Tim yeah. and I are laughing because we 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 Tim and I disagree about the the significance of the word. I reconcile. use the word reconcile all the time. I know you hate it because it. it's because of the yeah. Catholic connotation. Um, well, so y'all, so for some for bringing the word up, for some for for some backstory, I I always have ads running, and I once had an ad that said, "If you're looking to reconcile your queerness with your faith." or your sexuality with your face, something like that. Maybe I'm the coach for you. And because so many people have, and, and I, I think I either showed it to Tim or I think Tim came up with that word. I think that's what it was. Tim was like, what about this word? And I'm like, reconcile. I don't know about that word, but I'll try it. It did not test well because people no. hear reconcile and they think I am a conversion therapist. People still <sighs> somehow think that I can't, guys, the number of people that are like, you really need to be better at, at how you word your ads. I say that I'm a life coach that helps gay men free themselves from church shame. I don't know how to be more clear. I have people tell me, hate me, tell me I'm going to hell and leading men to hell. I get called a groomer. I'm told that I'm an orphan and clearly don't have a father figure in my life, which is another trope that is just false about gay people in general. 
by the way, side note, if you don't have a father figure in your life and you are gay, you're not gay because you don't have a father figure. However, what does it say about your father? It shows that your father is weak. If your father has left because you're gay or chooses not to have a relationship with their son or daughter or child because they are gay, it says nothing about you. And it says everything about the fragility of your father. It's a podcast for another day. But the word reconcile is hard for me, but so many people do do like use it, right? In this connotation, it's just, it has, we, we hear that like so much suffering and so much denying who you are and picking up your cross and be a martyr and be miserable, blah, 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 blah. So that's why that was the, the knowing smile between Tim and I, because he and I have, have differences in opinions or experiences with the word, but I'm glad it resonates with you, Brandon. I will say, I will also say that this is part of my work when I am working with men. It's hard to have a blanket statement. Like being online is hard, but my job is different when I'm one-on-one with clients. I can use the word reconcile with people in which it doesn't cause trauma. Words are very finite, whereas God's love is very infinite. Words are very finite. So the word Christian can be can be traumatizing for some people, right? The word reconcile can be can bring can trigger and and and, and, and reactivate a lot of trauma for some people, uh, just like the word gay can. So it's it's all about in my work it's all about using words that reflect that speak to that person because it's not about the words it's about the intention and the transformation that's happening beneath the surface of the words but that's all i have to say about that word um <laughs> well, I keep brandon going. i did cut you off <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i cut you off in true eric fashion I'm, I'll, I'll shut up now i don't remember where it was okay uh we were talking on <gasps> Oh, he's back. Is he back? He's back. I'm back. I'm sorry. Someone okay. tried to call me in. I'm going to... Um, <clears throat> um, we started chatting on Instagram, and you asked me really pointed questions, things that I hadn't asked myself yet, or things that I hadn't been asked when I was working with an actual therapist. Um and it felt much more connected. And then, um, and then you suckered me in. I don't remember what our actual calls were like. Um, but I do re- like that. Like, I remember the morning when we first started messaging on Instagram. Yeah. Cause you messaged me at like six thirty in the morning and I was like getting ready for work. And, uh, then you set up a call, like we set up a call the next day. I don't remember the messages. I don't remember the words that were said in the first call, but I remember a complete shift in transform transformation in energy and in who you are. You know, like you, I was just looking at the picture of Brandon and I from pride. We went out, took a picture in front of a, like a rainbow wall and um, this last pride. And he, Brandon, you're like such a brighter person. Like I see it in your face, you are so bright, and I remember that was not the person I saw on the other screen before we met in person. All what one in a little over a year ago, huh? Yeah, 
No, that's true. I remember uh, when I was finishing up the program, you told me to look at a picture of myself from three months before. And even then, like, I could see a difference in my eyes. I could say the same about you, Tim. It's wild. It is wild. It is absolutely wild, the transformation that happens when you choose to love yourself. And so, Tim, I have a question. Tell me about one thing that was hella uncomfortable, yet transformative during the 10-week program before we got to the the month-to-month leadership program. And Brandon, I'll ask you the same question. This is not, Brandon's like, I did not write a script for this. This was not a part of the email. (laughs) Putting you on the spot. (laughs) You got this, Brandon. Um, So Brandon, so Tim, repeat the question. (laughs) Yes. What was something that was hella uncomfortable in the 10-week program? (laughs) You sound so Californian. Thank you. I've been working on it uh, for all of two seconds. Brandon, uh, Tim, Tim likes to make Tim likes to make fun of me for being so Cali, and I love to make fun of him for being so Canadian. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. Eh? Oh, it's, sorry. It's I'm real so endearing, eh? <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, hey, bud. <laughs> hey, bud. Uh, yeah. And you know what's crazy? It's actually hotter up here than it is down there now. Hey? It's, it's crazy. so crazy. You can it's shut so... up your mouth now and answer the goddamn question, hey? Okay, uh, two things. One of them was um, the there's a list of 101 wants, and I found it difficult to plumb the depths of because like you're just supposed to list 101 things that we want or desire, and they can be big and significant or small and trivial. And like so, anything from like I want a bowl of ice cream right now, all the way up to like I want a husband and a family with kids, like and everywhere in between, and um. I found it difficult to list it knowing that uh, you would read the list so that we could talk it through and, and uh, talk about what was coming up for me and some of the things, because I was embarrassed by some of the things I was like, I don't know if any of the, I don't know if all these things are like cool or valid or like, it's interesting even at like 32, uh, 31 at the, at the point I was like worried about, looking cool but it was just like this whole i'm afraid of what's inside me and uh and Hmm. facing it and being honest about it the other side the other thing i'll mention because i'm gonna steal two uh is a little bit related in that i was scared of being a part of a community of progressive christians that were okay with gay uh for a couple of reasons one i'd always been taught conditioned to be suspicious of progressive christians and uh, because they weren't serious and they weren't taking taking god seriously and there was there was just something manifestly wrong and so i was scared of it even though that's exactly who i wanted to connect with um and because of what it would draw out of me and what i would begin to learn about myself as i interacted with you um I don't know if you've heard of plausibility structures. Anybody who's listening, if you have it, just stick with me for a second. The idea of a plausibility structure is that depending on the group that's around you and what is believed and assumed, it an idea is thought to be more plausible uh, or implausible. So if you're surrounded by flat earthers, it is far easier to believe, yeah, this is the way the world is. If you're surrounded by people who 
believe that white chocolate isn't actually chocolate. It's so much easier to just believe them, which um, <laughs> there, are, there are two sides of the conversation. Um, being around you guys helped to shift what felt plausible and, um, and, and, and acceptable to me. And it helped me to actually bring out these, these deeply rooted beliefs in me that gay was not bad, Mm. that being gay was good. And Mm. um, it wasn't something that was, that was met with hospitality in the other communities where there were different plausibility structures in place. Mm. And so I was deeply uncomfortable with the idea of being vulnerable to a group that believed different from all the communities I'd been a part of because I was scared of, because it was, it felt like such a huge risk because what if I'm wrong? And I was scared Mm. of what would happen and what would be drawn out of me in case I was wrong, but I'm incredibly grateful for it. I'm Mm. glad that I pressed through that discomfort. I am too. A couple things. Thing number one, the one-on-one wants is, is, is imperative for us queer people because we are taught at a young age not to desire that what we desire is wrong and makes us wrong and makes us bad. So to be invited to put pen to paper, 101 things that you want to either do, be, or have is a transformative and unbelievably uncomfortable experience because it, it goes against the grain of everything that you've been taught. Just to try it, just try it, right? Um, thing number two, I, I love the second thing that you said I have a question. Do you, Tim, do you honest, do you feel though that I have ever told you what to believe? No, not at all. Um, you have just strongly believed it yourself mm. and been open about that, mm. which has made it hospitable, which has mm. made a hosp- hospitable environment for me to believe yeah. the same thing. Good. Because I don't feel like I'd be doing my job yep. if I ever told you what to believe. I always tell people, you know, Not there are people. Yeah, there are people that are like, you know, how can you bring guys to church after the church has heard us so much? There's this guy. It's such a fascinating situation. There's this guy on Facebook recently, and his profile. I don't know him. His profile picture is I read banned books, which I love. I read banned books. We're in a scary time in the United States right now, um, where books are being banned. Uh, that's that's Nazi shit, y'all. Um, so I love his. I love his picture. He commented on one of my ads. He goes, gay Christians baffle me. And I said, interesting. Something to the effect, I'm, I'm summarizing here. Something to the effect of, can you say more? I go, I said, I see your profile picture and I, and, I, and I love it. I read banned books. I love it. So that tells me that you understand that there's space for discussion and that it's no one's place to tell anyone who they should or should not be. And I don't remember how he responded. I responded one more time with the similar message, right? Like my point is, I, as a life coach, don't tell people to go to church. I don't tell people to not go to church. There are some of my clients who never want to step inside a church again, and I say more power to you. And there are other clients, like the people on all three of us on this call, who have decided and chosen to reclaim Christianity as their own. I think that we can all agree that the more we love our queerness, the more we feel loved and seen by Christ. If you want to abandon Christianity, you are welcome in my program. If you want to reclaim your Christianity, you're welcome in my program. I'll tell you who's not welcome in my program. If you don't want to do the work to love yourself, it's not that you're not welcome, but you're not going to succeed. 
If you don't prioritize approaching this with an open mind and an open heart, getting out of your comfort zone and committing to this work of loving yourself, you don't prioritize that. You will not succeed, period. It's why, it's why one question I ask after I hear where you're at and where you want to be, I ask this to both of you too. On a scale of one to 10, how much of a priority is this? And y'all, if it is below an eight, I will not, even if you wanted to give me your money, I would not sign you. It will not work. You have to prioritize it, right? And so the point I'm trying to make is that this, we have been told what to do, what to believe, what to desire our whole lives. This is a space for me to guide you and help you to understand if it comes from a place of love, then it is good, period, period. So thank you for bringing both of those things up, Tim. Mr. Brandon, you've had you've had some time. It better be brilliant. I want you to make me cry. <clears throat> That's your job to make me cry. <laughs> Brandon, you 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 well, both of you know. <laughs> but Brandon, you and I cry a lot. <laughs> I don't cry a lot in well, general. I cry yeah, a lot I, I, with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's 100% accurate. And I just cry a lot, period. I mean, I almost cried today. I cried when I preached last time I preached. I'm going to cry the next time I preach. It, it's exhausting. I mean, I'm very dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, question was, what, what was it again, Tim? What was something in the 10-week program that was hella uncomfortable? Okay, so and transformative. Was, and, oh, transformative. and transformative. I almost forgot the second part. Um, I will also say the 101 wants was very uncomfortable. Um, so you touched on like queer, queer people and Christians not being told to like want or desire things. And that's, it was so uncomfortable to try to write out things that I want. And especially cause some of them were like related to sex or related to relationships and things that like, I did not feel comfortable about talking about it with myself, let alone putting it on paper and, uh, and then discussing it for an hour and then discussing it again for an hour a year later in front of a bunch of men. <laughs> Um, but what I will say is it was so transformative because I wasn't thinking in, um, you know, of, of specific like sets of things that I wanted to do. It was just kind of like free flow. Um, you know, what are things I want? And I only repeated like two things, um, which is impressive. And then when we went back and looked at them later, when we did the um the purpose stuff i realized how important certain aspects uh of things uh, were important to me so one of them was um was community was such a big thing that i i wanted i needed and something that i had definitely pushed away um because i didn't feel like i belonged and mm-hmm. i wasn't really trying to fit in as much anymore um mm-hmm. so i uh I think telling telling myself that I needed that and then giving myself the space to work towards that was um was probably the most uh incredible and transformative uh thing I got out of the program. Hmm. 
and props, <clears throat> you know, now props to you because yes, one of, one of the most transform transformative things you did was the one-on-one once at the beginning, a little over a year ago. And y'all to, to, to kind of clarify and expand a little about what he said, it was Brandon's idea during our leadership time together to return to the one-on-one wants. He created a, 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 an Excel chart that now all of the new guys use. It gives them the, the option in a year to reflect on, am I still working on this? Is it not a goal of mine anymore? Did I complete the goal? Is it an ongoing goal? How am I feeling about it? And he reflected on every one of his 101 wants. And then he had the courage to let me interview him in front of the group and screen share and share his 101 wants a year later. And there is some intimate stuff on there, y'all, with, with everyone's. It's, it should be, right? Um, so... This is one thing I love about the leadership program is I just want to say this is about me. Like I, I feel pretty confident that I took my trauma and transformed it into tribulation. And my goal, my mission in life is to help others to, to feel the same sort of tribulation to help others to through my own trauma, to help others to love themselves as they are. And then in the leadership program to see people like Tim and Brandon do the exact same thing with people coming up down the pipeline is so extraordinary. Um, the very first thing I do when a new 10-week client joins with their permission is give their cell phone number to everyone that's in the leadership crew. And I ask them to all reach out to that person within the next 24 or 48 hours because we all remember how scary it was when we first joined. And... I remember how scary it was when I first came out of the closet, right? It's all, it's all universal. And so many of the guys are, the leadership program is a nomination-based experience. It's not right for everyone, but I will say that it's right for so many guys because so many of us want, we're natural healers. It's wild. Do you guys realize now how many nurses are in the program? For some reason, thinking about that the other day, nursing okay. and healthcare is the number one, uh, the number one field. And it's really the only one that has multiple people in it, multiple, but it's not shocking because I think that queer people are natural healers. We want to, whether conscious or subconscious, help others to heal, even if we at one point were not. And that to me, whether you're a Christian or not, that is Christ. Right. When, in my opinion, my belief, when Jesus said, all may enter the kingdom of heaven through me, I don't believe Jesus was talking about a place after, after we die. I think Jesus was talking about here on earth. I think Jesus was saying, raise your consciousness to my level and collectively we can create a heaven for others here on earth. And to be a part of your journeys, your transformative journeys has been, again, I said this at the top such a journey and such an honor and so surprising for me. And that's my ego talking. I don't think I was expecting to be so moved and so inspired and learn so much from, from the people that work with me, but y'all are just, you push me a lot. All of my clients do, but because I've been with you two more or less the longest, you push me in ways that like, I don't know if you fully understand. I don't know if you, I don't know if you two fully understand the, um, impact you've had on my life and how much more of a beautiful world I live in because of you too. So thank you. 
Well, thank you for letting thank us. you. It's a privilege to be friends with people. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, I, I want. Let's see. I, there, there's more here. I, I, there is someone listening to this call that has seen, listened to this podcast, or you know, read the testimonials, or been following me for a while, and they are afraid to reach out. Um, I want to hear from both of you. What 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 advice would either of you have for that one person? Whoever wants to go first can. I hope you're editing this to get rid of the I'm silence. Not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm all about awkward silence. I think it's human. And I'll tell I, you I one reason say... why I don't. <laughs> so see now I'm on a tangent. I, I, I embrace the messiness as much as I hate it because perfectionism is something that we all process and deal with. And whenever I listen to podcasts and they're so quick, it mm. makes me feel so inferior. Mm. Just like my work with y'all, like this is why I share my own human stories, my own messy stories, my own shame, my own guilt that I deal with and process because the last thing I want for anyone to do is put me on a pedestal. If anyone ever hears these conversations and thinks, well, I'll never be that, so I'm not even mm. going to try – I feel I failed as a coach. Mm -hmm. So I like to leave the messiness in and the stumbles and the, why did I say that? <laughs> Not saying I'll never delete something, but that's where I stand now. Again, Brandon, I interrupted. Let me, let me hear you. Oh, I was going to say, I don't think I'm the best person to answer that question because I didn't directly reach out to you. I mean, I guess I interacted <laughs> with your content. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you, you did, but you did me. choose to say yes to a phone call. But I did choose to say yes to just initially talking, um, which was something I don't think, uh, you know, a few months before that or even, you know, years before that I would have been comfortable with, with having that conversation, especially with a stranger. I mean, um, well, sometimes it's easier on the internet with a stranger. Uh, mm -hmm. But I would say, you know, if you would like to start going on a journey of figuring out what it is that you, um, you want out of life, if you've, especially if you've, uh, put yourself, if you're still in the closet, if you are, um, <clears throat> working your way out, or even if you've been out for a long time and you have a background in the church and you need to, you need a group of, people mm. to work through that with um that this is a very safe place to do that mm. and there are people that are in the program there are people that are in the leadership team and there are people that have completed the program that are all part of this community that just love on each other and um mm. it's not something i fully expected um mm. the facebook group was really really transformative i know um, Marco Polo has been a good resource mm. for a lot of people. I'm really bad at it. Um, but just, <laughs> you know, having the opportunity to text or, um, meet and talk with other men that have had similar, similar experiences to you, um, is just so healing. You're not alone. <laughs> That's the biggest thing is you feel so alone. And then you realize not that your story is not unique, but you realize that there are so many people that have gone through a similar situation and have come out 
on the better end of it. Yeah. Hey Amen. So well said. Mm-hmm. Mr. Tim, there's one person listening that's particularly resonating with your story, hey. And what do you have to say to that one person? Yeah, it brings to mind the people who might be resonating with this and then afraid that if they reach out or make any investment in in a journey like this, that they'll be disappointing God or disappointing Mm. the people that love them. Mm. And I'm going to steal an image from uh, a friend of mine who, who said like, okay, so I look at my kids who are figuring out how to walk and they stumble but they're taking steps or they're helping their mother in the kitchen bake a cake and they're cracking eggs and they're getting the eggs in into the batter, but with shells and it's not ideal, but they're trying to help their mother. They're working with her to create something and they're not getting it all right, but gosh, darn it. I love them so much. And I, welcome their foibles as they stumble forward and if parents who are flawed and limited can love their kids with those kind of foibles god being infinite and the one who's given given everything his infinite love can go even further than that so no matter how you stumble or foible your way towards him in all of this, I think that his love is going to just keep pouring out to you. So even if this ends up being just a stumble along the way, you're worth trying mm. and God is going to keep loving you through it. So I wouldn't be afraid of disappointing him. I would just stumble forward in faith. I have the best job in the world. That was so well said. And I'm going to steal that story. from a friend. Yeah, excellent. (laughs) The best things just get stolen by people over and over. They really do. They really do. Thank you for sharing that. So beautiful, Tim. Um, Last question for both of you. Tell me what... It's two-part. What do you love about yourself... And what is one of the things you're most proud of in your own transformation in the last year working together? What do you love about yourself? And what's one thing that you're most proud of in your own transformation? I'll go first while you're, while you're thinking. Nice. <laughs> Unless you know. Tim, do you know? Uh, some things Tim, you want to go? But I really want to hear what you've got, you've got to say. What do you love about yourself, Eric? I love how fiercely I love yeah. I think that I'm a very, very fierce person and I yeah. stand up for people and I feel very strongly convicted in my purpose. Yeah. And I love that while so incredibly flawed, I strive to be the same person in every room I walk into. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about myself. And what am I most proud of? Mm-hmm. What I'm most proud of in the last year in regards to our work together, I think I'm most proud of your transformations, the transformations of my clients and to be a part of that, to have an imprint in that. If I am known to, if I'm known as someone who helps others to love themselves, I can't think of a a better honor Mm -hmm. 
And that's what I'm really proud of. Mm-hmm. What about you, Tim? One of the things that I love about myself is that I, I can pay attention to people. Some people love people, but have a really hard time paying attention and, and in a way that's compassionate. I love that I can pay attention compassionately to people. Mm, you're um, very good and, at listening. Thank you. Yeah, I've uh, sometimes been faulted for it because it's like, no, you're too invested. You're clingy. And like, honestly, there's been codependent patterns that I've had to like mature through and and improve uh, out of. Um, but the fact that the baseline is is this reflection of compassion and love, I, mm. I really like that about myself. I like that. And I think that I'm, thanks. A thing I'm proud of is that um, over the last year, I've shifted significantly away from fearing what people think, at least a lot less than I used to, and leaning more into trusting God and His mm. uh, shepherding me. And so instead mm. of instead of being more scared of people than 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 anyone else, trusting God, uh, no matter what mm. the people around me are saying beautifully said that. i love that, that. it was a long yeah. time coming and again i think that's that transformation out of focusing on fear and onto love mm-hmm. big time yeah mr brandon <sighs> um what i love the most about myself is um my ability to bring in information and adapt and try to figure things out, um, which does make me come off as a know-it-all. Um, mm-hmm. But it also means that I'm able to help people in ways that they may not be able to help themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that I now have the opportunities um, to... Not that I didn't have opportunities before, but that I'm more intentionally... Um, sharing those with people and then um, what I'm most proud of from the last year is um, no longer using uh, like code switching to adapt and just being myself amen Um, because I think I think a lot of times uh, just people in general but especially people that have spent a long time in the closet they they don't feel comfortable or safe ever being themselves in their most authentic forms. And I, I don't think I've reached my um, complete authentic evolution, but I think that I've gotten much further along than kind of hiding, um, hiding myself and only, and not even letting myself see myself. Hmm. Um, So little things like painting my nails. I was just going to say that I remember the first day that you said, not only did I paint my nails, but I, but I kept it on when I went to work on Monday. That's huge, mm-hmm. especially for such a hyper-masculine field like construction when you're around a lot of men, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's huge. I, I, did, I, I said last question, lie to you. I, I, I did lie to you, though. Um, very last question. Where can people find you? How can people get in touch with you if they want to hear about you know, Tim, your podcast coming up, um, uh, Brandon, if they want to talk, talk about the difference between some, I'm just going back to the very, the very first comparison. <laughs> you only know uh, one but thing more, about me. 
Yeah, it's literally it's just my favorite thing about you because it's so unique. And I and I do talk about that a lot with Brandon, but part of it is because I love how much you love it. Like I don't typically care about what people do. I care that you care about it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's true for anyone. Like Brandon, I love that you love what you do. Like I love talking to you, Brandon, about what you do because you're excited about it. Um so I'm giving you shit, yes. Uh, but in general, if people want to reach out to you because your story touches them or if they have questions about your own experiences, how can they reach out to you, Tim? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Timothy Lenko and at Timothy Lenko Music. And then the podcast is Putting the Squid to Bed. Uh, and you can find that anywhere you get your podcasts. Beautiful. And Brandon? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Captain underscore underscore Coble. Uh, C-O-B-L-E, double underscore. Double underscore. And I will put all of that in the show notes. And I'm going to close by humiliating Brandon by reading aloud a message that I got from Brandon (laughs) last year. Is the one that's going to make me cry? (laughs) Maybe. This is from Pride of 2022. He goes, I know you get a lot of, first of all, yeah, that's where it starts. He goes, this is June 7th from 2022. I know you get a lot of flack from some of the more traditional or conservative religious people out trolling the interweb. I really hope you can see that despite the negativity you receive for your content, that you radiate so much positivity and light in the world. You already know this, but I'm reminding you, my life has been so powerfully changed by your loving... (laughs) Shoot, and then it cuts off. I don't know where the rest went. So let me just read the next part. (laughs) By your loving... I'm going to say guidance. We're going to go with that. This is the important part. This is the story. Brandon goes, on my way home from Pride on Sunday, I was reflecting on who I was six months ago, a closet case who felt alone and unhappy. Sunday was my first Pride, and it was the polar opposite of who I was. I felt so loved, so seen, and so holy myself. I'm so grateful for the encouragement you've given me to grow and guiding me towards finding the authentic Brandon. You have opened so many doors for me, but you physically opened the door for me by inviting me to your church and introducing me to the welcoming, affirming community at Harmony. This simple act snowballed into a sense of belonging and feeling loved for the first time in my adult life. You facilitated this wild season of growth in my life. It's been two days since Pride, and I still get tears just thinking about how, lo- how loved I feel and how much more myself I am able to be. Thank you for sharing your infinite radical and healing love with me and anyone else who's willing to accept it. And I could say the same to both of you. Thank you both for trusting me with your journeys and for loving me radically and infinitely as well. And it's an honor. It's an honor to know both of you. Likewise. So much. Thank you. And also thank I, you for making me cry a little bit. I win. I knew it. I knew it was that's all I wanted to do was make him cry. Oh, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Great Unbecoming, y'all. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.